Chapter Ten of Book Six of Les Misérables, Volume Two, by Victor Hugo. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ruth Golding. Les Misérables, Volume Two, by Victor Hugo, translated by Isabel Florence Hapgood. Book Six, Le Petit Picpus, Chapter Ten, Origin of the Perpetual Adoration. However, this almost sepulchral parlour, of which we have sought to convey an idea, is a purely local tray, which is not reproduced with the same severity in other convents. At the convent of the Rue du Temple, in particular, which belonged in truth to another order. The black shutters were replaced by brown curtains, and the parlour itself was a salon with a polished wood floor, whose windows were draped in white muslin curtains, and whose walls admitted all sorts of frames, a portrait of a Benedictine nun with unveiled face, painted bouquets, and even the head of a Turk. It is in that garden of the Temple convent that stood that famous chestnut tree which was renowned as the finest and the largest in France, and which bore the reputation among the good people of the eighteenth century of being the father of all the chestnut trees of the realm. As we have said, this convent of the Temple was occupied by Benedictines of the perpetual adoration. Benedictines quite different from those who depended on Cito. This order of the perpetual adoration is not very ancient and does not go back more than two hundred years. In sixteen forty nine, the holy sacrament was profaned on two occasions a few days apart in two churches in Paris, at Saint Sulpice and at Saint Jean en Grève. A rare and frightful sacrilege which set the whole town in an uproar. Monsieur the Prior and Vicar General of Saint Germain des Prés ordered a solemn procession of all his clergy, in which the Pope's nuncio officiated. But this expiation did not satisfy two sainted women, Madame Courtin, Marquise de Boux, and the Comtesse de Chateauvieux. This outrage, committed on the most holy sacrament of the altar, though but temporary, would not depart from these holy souls, and it seemed to them that it could only be extenuated by a perpetual adoration in some female monastery. Both of them, one in 1652, the other in 1653, made donations of notable sums to Mother Catherine de Barre, Called of the Holy Sacrament, a Benedictine nun, for the purpose of founding to this pious end a monastery of the Order of Saint Benoît. The first permission for this foundation was given to Mother Catherine de Barre by Monsieur de Metz, Abbe of Saint Germain, on condition that no woman could be received unless she contributed three hundred livres income, which amounts to six thousand livres. To the principal. After the Abbe of Saint Germain, the King accorded letters patent, and all the rest, abbatial charter and royal letters, was confirmed in 1654 by the Chamber of Accounts and the Parliament. 
Such is the origin of the legal consecration of the establishment of the Benedictines of the Perpetual Adoration of the Holy Sacrament at Paris. Their first convent was a new building in the Rue Cassette, out of the contributions of Mesdames de Boux and de Chateauvieux. This order, as it will be seen, was not to be confounded with the Benedictine nuns of Citeaux. It mounted back to the Abbe of Saint-Germain-des-Prés, in the same manner that the ladies of the Sacred Heart go back to the General of the Jesuits, and the Sisters of Charity to the General of the Lazarists. It was also totally different from the Bernardines of the Petit Picpus, whose interior we have just shown. In 1657, Pope Alexander VII had authorised, by a special brief, the Bernardines of the Rue Petit Picpus to practise the perpetual adoration, like the Benedictine nuns of the Holy Sacrament. But the two orders remained distinct, none the less. End of Book Sixth, Chapter Ten. Recording by Ruth Golding.